0: Hey guys, Hunter here. Wanted to ask you a quick favor. Uh, we're really trying to grow the podcast, and it would really help us if you would leave us a review. So go on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you listen to the podcast, and leave us a review. It's going to help more people find out about us. So we appreciate it. Now let's get to the show. <laughs> We're back with the Coyote Fitness Podcast. Hunter here coming to you from the Flowood Studios once again with Caleb. And today we're gonna talk about shifting your focus inside the gym with your health and fitness from short term to long term. So this is uh, definitely something that can be a process. Some people can be a years long process, but it's something that is uh, very important as the longer you get into your health and fitness journey, and uh, had some conversations like this with some longtime members recently, and uh, it becomes apparent the longer you do this that eventually you have to start focusing on doing things that are going to have a positive impact for you for the rest of your life as opposed to focus on how much progress can I make in a short-term period, and that's what we fell in love with fitness for from the start was how much progress can I make and working really hard and setting PRs and getting fitter and losing weight and all that type of stuff which is so awesome Um, but there comes a point where you have to start changing your mindset from how much progress can i make in six weeks to how can i make sure that i'm setting myself up to be doing this six years down the road and so that's a part of everybody's health and fitness journey um, that if you don't make that transition you will eventually get to the point where you'll probably be like feeling i'm burnt out or i'm i'm gonna quit or i'm not making progress anymore so why do i even do this and so it's definitely a very important discussion to have
1: this is this is good this is going to be good because we probably have these conversations more often than not with members who've been in the gym a long time and we are fortunate enough to uh to have a lot of long-term members who are here and have had uh who are planned to be here for the rest of their life and as a part of that when we started or the thing maybe that we really that that hooked us was the progress that we were making quickly in the short term and every time we'd do a benchmark workout we'd PR and then we'd do a benchmark workout again and PR and then all of a sudden, you know, my sugar wad tells me when we started these benchmarks that, you know, it's been I've done these benchmark workouts five times and there's a great chance that I'm not gonna PR one, you know, on the sixth time because you peak in progress and then your life changes and so for a lot of people, you're in those stages. And um, at the end of the day, what I like to do with people is to go back to the reason you started in the gym in the first place. Most people don't walk into the gym for the first time carrying 30, 40 extra pounds and say, I'm here to PR my toes to bar or my pull-up record. I'm here to PR my overhead squat. Most of the time they walk in and they want to see some change in. Outside of the gym, they want to feel better, they want to have more energy, they want to lose weight, they want to be more confident. Uh, and so, for this, the life stage that we see often is, or the life cycle is, I'm here for something outside the gym. I get into the gym, I start to love it, I start to focus on things in the gym for a couple years, and then I realize that. I was maybe overdoing it or I was pushing a little bit too much and it starts to negatively affect the things outside the gym. And so what you inevitably find is people come back and it's like, all right, how can I get out of this short-term cycle that I accidentally got into out of just love for, you know, wanting to do more and more and more? And how do I get back to why I walked in the gym in the first place? So uh, it is, it's a very common life cycle uh, where we realize that too much of a good thing can end up Um, negatively affecting you and the reason you came in the gym. Yeah, and this is something that
0: you and I have both seen over and over and over over the years because when we started out with Coyote, so many people that joined were focused on competing and making progress and setting PRs and people made tremendous, tremendous progress. But ultimately it gets to the point where you're not able to make progress at the rate you were or your life starts to change your priorities start to change. You don't have as much time to spend at the gym. Maybe you don't really want to do competitions anymore. Maybe you just want to do other things and, and not spend all your time thinking about the gym and training. And it can go one or two ways at that point. And we've seen it go both of those ways with lots of different people. One is they quit. And they just, uh, I can't devote what I was doing this anymore uh, the amount of time and effort into this and energy anymore. So I'm just going to quit. Number two is they are able to make the transition to, I'm going to quit worrying so much about my results of the day and focus more on making sure that I can come back tomorrow making sure that I'm going to be able to come back five years or 10 years down the road and changing their reason. And ultimately what I believe it comes down to is being able to, to change the reason why you we're going to the gym in the first place which is so difficult and we talk about this a lot on the on the on the podcast and it's something I've thought about a lot for myself in my own fitness journey and realizing that the reason that I trained and worked out for so many years was not for the health and fitness benefits which I was very happy to get it was for the gratification of making progress for being known as the person who competes and does well and for all those accolades and for being able to compete and do all those things. That was what drove me to the gym. And so all of a sudden when I didn't have those things anymore, it became very hard for me to stay motivated to to get into the gym. And it wasn't until I was able to change my mindset around what I was the reason I was working out from doing it so I can be as fit as possible and, and beat everybody in competitions and that type of thing. To i I'm doing this so that I'm going to be able to show up better for my family. Set a good example for my wife and my kids. Be able to perform at a higher level at work and um, have a higher quality of life and hopefully extend my life expectancy. Until I was able to get to that point with my own journey, it became hard for me to stay motivated to go into the gym day in and day out. But once I was able to make that shift, I will say that, training got more fun than ever because I actually started to enjoy it because it wasn't about how fast I did the workout anymore. It wasn't a fact uh, about whether I beat somebody anymore or how much weight I lifted. It was about,
1: this is making me better outside the gym and that's what I'm here for. Few people recognize or even compliment longevity, but I think it's really the greatest prize of all of this. You know, the foundation of what we're doing in the gym with hundreds and hundreds of people every day the basis of it is to get in the best shape of your life and you know, that's going to look different in 10 years because you're not going to ever, you, you have never been 50 before. And so we're trying to prepare you for being in great shape at 50 at 55 at 58, you know, at 63, it's going through each year of life and still being able to maintain a level of fitness that makes you be able to do the things you want to do outside. And so the sooner we can get to that, I think the sooner, like you said, you begin to, um, really enjoy the process of it. And, uh, for you and your unique journey, there's a lot of people. In fact, every other person listening to this, um, doesn't know what it's like to be at the top of the leaderboard. Cause there can be one person there, you know, or, you know, it's, it's not something that everyone can relate to. And so I think it's, it's better for us to start to and what we've tried to do through the gym is recognize consistency uh the 50 workout challenge is going on right now it's simply just saying hey we recognize that if you're consistent in october november december when most people start to get the busiest uh you're gonna have a huge leg up beginning the next year in maybe the best shape you've been in in a long time and that for us is a huge win and so we try to celebrate longevity because ultimately it's the prize that we're all at the end of the day, when we think think about this long term, the reason why we started, what we're aiming for in the future, it's not being a firework and just coming out with a bang and PR in your back squat once, or PR in Fran once, and then you know burning out in ten years down the road, you're not sure what to do. And so, I, I think that a lot of it, like you said, is just saying like we need to probably start recognizing and valuing consistency and longevity and saying, you know what, I didn't pee on my front squat, but I've been in here all throughout the year. I don't have many aches and pains. I know when to rest. I was able to do this with my family. And that is the win. I, I think about this a lot because we've had so
0: many people come through the doors at Coyote over the years. And I've seen some of them come out, like you said, like a firecracker and, you know, all out setting PRs like crazy making tremendous progress, everything dialed in and then life gets busy or they change jobs or their kids enter a new phase of life and all of a sudden they can't come as frequently as they were anymore. And in their mind, it's all or nothing. It's either I'm going 10 hours a week at the gym or I'm not going at all. And I'll see them a couple years later and they haven't been working out and they've put on a lot of weight and they don't feel good. And I just feel like, I have done them a disservice by encouraging the wrong metrics inside the gym. And I I, I feel like I let them down in that, in that area by celebrating so much all the long hours and the hard work they were doing, which, yes, all that should be celebrated and it's great, but not being able to convey to them that there comes a time when you have to transition into the consistency because that's what ultimately is going to matter. It's what's going to prolong your life and improve your quality of life. And um, if you are in that all or nothing mindset, you are never going to be able to get the the ultimate prize and the ultimate benefits of being able to, to live longer and be with your grandkids longer and have that higher quality of life and feel better and have it transition into – what you uh, what you do outside the gym improve your your work capacity at work and and how you feel and all those types of things and so that's why we try so we try to focus so much now on on stressing to people it's not about what how much you did on one day it's about how many times you came over an extended period of time and if you if you go and talk to the to the OG so to speak the people that have been at Coyote for seven eight nine ten almost 11 years now and ask them they will all tell you that because they have all gone through that transition period of making tons of progress and then realizing like at some point i have to switch the reason why i come to the gym from trying to set a pr to trying to improve my quality of life and so that's something that i personally really try to preach to people over and over and over again because i've seen so many people fall off and um I regret. I regret that. Uh,
1: I think about what long-term success looks like, and what does it mean to truly have a long-term mindset, and some of the hallmarks of that. Uh, I think about relationships and how important it is to uh, to value the relationships you have inside the gym. There are there are a lot of people who are really you can tell they're focused on their performance so much that it, they end up. Um, ignoring other people or not being friendly or coming across as not friendly or, you know, this workout's more important than another person. And the people who have that long-term, that longevity that you see in the gym, they're always the ones that come to the gym and are social and they talk to other people and they invest in other people. And that is a happier way to go through life, especially when it comes to fitness because one, there's so much to offer people who are new, but two, you know, we, we gain more, honestly, I think people gain more from the relational side of the community in the gym, um, than we even think, and we even give it credit for. And so there's so much value in coming to the gym and laughing after being at work all day, uh, maybe having stress or maybe, you know, running so many errands back and forth that you forget the importance of coming to the gym and laughing and, and talking to other people and, and, and just kind of lowering your guard a little bit. So valuing the relationships in the gym is a long-term hallmark. Um, the education, we try to focus on educating. Can, can keep, we go and yeah, in, in, yeah, dig I'll, into that?
0: I want to dig into that a little bit more because that's really good, and it really stirred up something in me and reminded me of some things some of my coaches used to say, and not in these words, but get your head out of your butt. <laughs> you know. And I never really fully understood what they were saying when I was younger, but it's, I understand it now as quits being so self-absorbed quit you're quit taking yourself so seriously. Um, I had the tendency to focus solely on my own plight in sports and how I was doing. And, um, that translated over to the gym. And I took myself so seriously that I was not able to invest and spend time and develop relationships with other people and other friends on the team. And, Ultimately, that is – if you ask anybody who played sports, especially at a higher level – That's what they miss. That's what they all talk about. They don't talk about the hit they got or the big win they got. They talk about, man, I miss the bus rides with with my teammates. I miss the practices. I miss just hanging out with those guys. That's what they all miss. They don't miss – they don't regret not getting that hit or not hitting that home run or whatever it is in baseball they regret. They miss the time they spent with the with the players and ultimately that's what matters the most and when we're in the midst of it we are so focused on how we're doing and our performance that we just get so self-absorbed that we don't focus on everybody else around us and developing the relationships and so that's one thing i've really tried to instill in my own self over the the last few years is trying to spend way more time investing in other people and getting to know people and having a good time with people it just makes it so much more fun and so much more rewarding.
1: The PRs are going to go away. It, it's a fact of life. Like You're going to stop making progress, and you don't want to be the person that um, is, is going into exercise and then gets to the end of their career when their fitness starts to decline somewhat from uh, maybe they don't get to spend as much time as they did in their 20s or their early 30s, and you start to realize that, like, Oh my goodness. I've just spent all this time focusing on my progress. And now as that starts to shift, I don't know what to do with myself. Like I I haven't been talking to all these people. I've been so serious every time I walk in the gym and kind of have your game face on, so to speak. And the reality is, uh, you know, like you said, the thing that's going to be the most meaningful and that's going to give you purpose at some point for everyone is going to be the relationships that you have in the gym. And so I think that's a, yeah, I think that's a great, that's a great point. Yeah. What was the next one you had? I think long-term just valuing the education. Um, and this, this is personal too. I think everybody's body is different and what everybody's figuring out is that we all have a tendency to, whether it be some sort of mobility challenge or something that was, maybe there's some genetic shape to our body that, that puts us at, um, you know, maybe have a nagging, uh, pain or something. And, and what I find is a hallmark of people who are able to stay in the gym long term is that they value learning about how their body feels the best and putting that effort into, into, um, your mobility and warming up good and not trying to just consume as much volume or not trying to come in and feel like, you know, I got to get in here and start, start lifting heavy or you know, learning your body and learning, educating yourself on, man, I know that I need to do fitness once a week, or I need to do fitness twice a week, or I need to do the sweat track every once in a while. That personal education about your own week structure, your own stress structure, your own year, the season of life where your kids are at their busiest, probably a time when maybe it's good to take an extra rest day, all those little educational things are going to help create a longevity mindset and going to help prevent that injury or that those nagging things that frustrate you about the gym. So there's a, our relational nature of our coaches hopefully is something to where they can help you process that and think through what it looks like for you. But for everybody, they need to go on their own journey in terms of how can I, how can I learn more about my body and how can I learn, you know, what I need to do at different stages when, um, i want to do more volume and i probably need to focus on you know educating myself about my mobility so that i can do this for the next 10 years education
0: takes so much of the anxiety and stress around health and fitness away Mm -hmm. because you don't freak out about going on vacation for a week and letting yourself go because you know what to do to get it back um you don't freak out about missing a workout because you know you you know what to do to get back on track so when you know what you need to do to be able to do these things, then it takes all this anxiety away. The same thing goes with pain. If you know how to get out of pain, you don't fear pain anymore because you know all I need to do is figure out what's causing it and, and, and work on it, and I know it'll go away. So the education piece just minimizes so much of that stress and anxiety that people feel around health and fitness. And I, I feel with so many people who come into the gym, especially new people, who want to lose weight but they don't know what to do and they're overwhelmed and um, are frustrated because they've tried a lot of different things and it hadn't worked where what they're just missing is the education and that's something that we as coaches are trying to provide. That's what this podcast is for, to try to teach people um, all the things we've learned so that they don't have to go through that anxiety of not knowing what to do because um, we've done that work for them and we can help them. But once once you understand and learn what you need to do, it just it 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 lowers that that bar so much of that anxiety so much to where it's almost non-existent because it doesn't really matter if you fall off the wagon for a week or two or even a month you know what to do to get it
1: back the next kind of hallmark that i think about and even in that term of that education side is the is the nutrition piece you know for for most people the thing that sparked the greatest change for them was being educated in their nutrition and you know, being aware of their protein needs and what their body really needs, being aware of the the places where calories are coming in that are frustrating them. And they just really didn't know that the, that many calories was going to make that big of a difference. But when people, you know, shift to that long term, it's like we see them do this arc where nutrition is kind of what started all that progress. And then they start falling in love with the sport and the, you know, the fitness. And like we've been talking about a lot, uh, you know, the PRs and all the fun things that they see. And when you get a little bit too focused on that, you forget that the whole base of the pyramid that enables you to be able to do all those things is the nutrition. And so oftentimes we see people go through this life cycle where they get really focused on things in the gym and less focused on that nutrition. And they end up when it comes down to what am I going to be like in 10 years? Where is my fitness really going to impact my life the most? It probably is in putting that effort into Discipline in the nutrition area, or in the in the nutrition discipline, so to speak, uh, and putting that effort in the proper place, and less so on the the amount of volume that you could do, or how hard you're hitting the workout, and realizing that the long term, the reason you walked in the gym, and the thing that you're gonna want when you're 65 years old, is probably first gonna be founded on it. For sure, is gonna be first. Built on a foundation of nutrition, so I think for for long-term mindset people, they realize that nutrition is going to play a much bigger role than them coming in and and just wiping themselves out on the floor day after day, thinking that's the way they're going to make progress. Uh, progress is going to be found in nutrition predominantly, and that's going to enable them to um, to keep this to keep feeling like they are in the best shape of their life long-term.
0: It'll also help them get more out of their workouts every time they come in because they're getting more because they're able to recover. Their inflammatory markers are going down. They're losing body fat and putting on muscle. So they're getting more out of their workouts when they do come in. And so they're not having to do near as much work, uh, inside the gym because they're getting so much out of the work they are doing, um, that they're able to spend more time doing other things. So nutrition is definitely the, the, uh, the base of the pyramid. Any other, uh, any other thoughts on people who are thinking, man, I need to start taking my, my outlook more long-term?
1: I mean, I, I think there's a sense of balance where that could be rest for you. It could be doing something outside the gym. And I always say this with a little hesitancy because one of the things that I see people often do is go and start playing sports and they end up getting hurt playing in a adult soccer league where people are taking it way too intense. Or they're thinking that their fitness, even though their fitness is high, some of the sports that people play use different muscles and use different uh, put stress in different joints that you have to build you have to build up to and so whether it be you know kickball or tennis or something like that like there's a lot of stretching that needs to be very specific to those sports but i say all that to say it is so important to have balance long term to where your only activity isn't just in the gym because there's so many great benefits of doing things outside and playing sports and we always say we want to use our fitness but oftentimes people find that they're only using their fitness for the sake of getting more fitness and they're not actually using it so that could be you know it doesn't have to be that you're out playing some sport or you're doing something really intense all the time it could just be giving yourself the freedom to uh, not feel like you've got to be in the gym six days a week but saying that I can go to the gym four or five days a week and I can spend time with my family or I can try, you know, build community and some other avenue and truly use your fitness. Um, it used to almost be threatening for people to have these activities outside of the gym because I wanted them to come in the gym because I wanted our attendance to be high. I wanted people to be in the gym all the time. And I realized that like the average person, like they don't need to be in the gym, you know, six days a week. They can for sure. I am and I enjoy it. But there's so much benefit and I see the joy that people get out of, you know, being able to play golf and realizing that at fifty they're hitting the ball further than they did when they were thirty. Or going out and playing tennis and realizing that, you know, they're they're in their thirties and they're, you know, playing college kids and they're in better shape than than college kids are. And so that balance, I think, short term people get so focused on I'm doing two workouts a day, I'm gonna try to be in here for, you know, I'm gonna do all this extra work. And long term, people get to that point where they're like, you know what, I'm going to come in and I'm going to truly keep some balance uh, so that when I do come in the gym, I really enjoy it and I really soak it up and I don't end up getting burned out on, um, you know, not having that balance in life.
0: I think the older we get, the longer we do this, the more important mobility and flexibility becomes. And uh, you mentioned doing extra work, and I think most people would get more out of doing extra stretching and mobility uh, than they would of doing extra work and they would get more out of their actual workout. So they make more progress in that way. And then as we get older, we just naturally get tighter. We spend more time, spend more time sitting our muscles naturally get a little bit tighter. And so stretching mobility becomes more and more important and it's going to keep us from getting hurt. Um, especially, you know, doing crazy things like, um, playing sports outside the gym or just moving stuff around the house is where we see most people uh, get injured. And so the more time you could spend doing mobility and flexibility work, uh, the better off you're going to be and the more that's going to help your longevity. So um, all those are uh, some quick, great ways to not quit, quick to discuss, long to implement, but great ways to really start to take your, your, uh, your health and fitness journey and focus more long term and getting out of the short term. And I think there definitely is a very important part of your journey for everyone to have that short term focus and really try to buckle down and learn what it takes to work hard and work towards a goal and make progress and um, see how much work it takes to do something, but that can't last forever, and there definitely needs to be a part of your journey where you transition and start focusing more on the on the long term outside of the short term. And so I think it's really good to think about those types of types of things. Anything else you want to add, Caleb, before we move on to the uh the next segment?
1: I used I literally gave it all. You gave it, it all, all, left that. it all
0: out on there. I like it. Left it all out on the uh on on the floor there. On right. the microphone. <laughs> on the microphone. All right. Let's move on to the next segment. Outside the box! So, uh, Caleb, you got any stories or
1: anything you want to want to talk about? Uh, I've mentioned this before, but I went hunting this week, uh, for the first time, uh, for the season and it was great. And I realized something that I'm just gonna, I just have to admit that I, my fear of heights is not going anywhere and I'm uncomfortable really high up and there's just nothing I'm going to do to change that. I don't, I don't think. I think that that is which you can give me your opinion on this and people feel free to chime in but I do not like heights at all and so I'm gonna be thinking of some creative ways to to hunt it's gonna be more challenging no doubt but uh, I'm gonna be I just this fear of heights is killing me <laughs> and I I literally got so stressed out that I couldn't enjoy it and so I'm currently working on strategies to try to get over my fear of heights but it's, it's become a burden. Um, were you in like a climbing stand. Uh, yeah. So, so you climbed up and it you were was, scared. Yeah. It was, it was really high up and there was not, you know, there's safety of course there's, you know, has safety harness, all kinds of things literally couldn't fall if I tried, but that's when I realized that it's just inside you that like the fear of heights, you just can't do it. I wake up in a sweat thinking about our trip to Colorado last summer driving, um, driving up off the edge of these mountains and thinking like it's just you know sarah had no problem with it so i'm the husband that's in the back seat just curled up and she's driving (laughs) on the edge just just soaking all the scenery in but i I don't know i never i never had that like in hunting stands
0: or anything i've i've experienced that a few times at like hotels where there's a big lobby in the middle and you're like on the 15th floor and you're looking down over the ledge and you could see all the way down i kind of experienced that a little bit but or like on a roof of a building or something, but never, never in a hunting stand. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I'm not, well, a, I'm, I'm not starting
1: a... to bow hunt. And so with bow hunting stands, it's a lot different because yeah. when you rifle it, you can be so far away that lower is okay. But bow hunting oftentimes you got to be close. So you, yeah, gotta you, be high. you gotta be real close. And, uh, so I don't know. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be, I'm working on, it. I'm processing that. <laughs> I'll tell you
0: a, a quick story back when I used to hunt, when I was a kid, my dad used to take us hunting a lot. And we were, I was gun hunting, uh, with a rifle and he set me up over this food plot. And I was like up on this Hill and he laid some blankets down. So I was like laying on some blankets face, you know, on my stomach and just kind of had the gun out in front. And I was just watching the food plot. And after a couple of hours, this armadillo came out and started <laughs> like sniffing around in front of me. And I was just kind of watching it and it slowly started getting up closer and closer to me. And next thing I know he was like two feet right in front of me and he was looking at me and I was like wondering was it I was trying not to move because I didn't want to scare any deer off and all of a sudden he just like jumped at me and it like freaked me out and so I like before I even realized I like sat up really fast and screamed and I swear that armadillo stopped midair when it saw <laughs> and and like turned around and bolted but it like jumped at me like it was trying to attack me or bite me or something it was really freaky so you were
1: on the ground i was i was on my stomach wow that's like straight navy seal yeah
0: on 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 a blanket on my stomach with with my rifle at my shoulder and it was it was right two feet in front of me looking right at me dead in my eyes and then it jumped at me like it was trying to attack me and i sat up bolted really fast and i think i screamed too i was like ah and it, it took off running after that, but it was, it was kind of creepy. I mean, you don't want to get attacked by an armadillo. You
1: can't unsee that. <laughs> You'll have that with you forever, clearly.
0: Oh, man. So uh, we don't have anything else really going on outside the box other than uh, changing a lot of diapers. And I did have an experience where I was changing a, a poopy diaper, and it started... Not all the poop was yeah, out it yet. Well, it started coming out even stronger, and so that was uh, something you don't ever unsee. it. <laughs> uh, yeah. But... Uh, yeah, it, it is very true. You don't really it, – it doesn't gross you out at all when, when it's your own kids, and people have told me that. And
1: It's a little I, adrenaline, I think. Something oh, something yeah. just switches where yeah. things are just not gross anymore. So uh, still thoroughly enjoying
0: uh, being a dad. It's, it's been awesome. And uh, looking forward – I was telling Claire uh, the other night, I was like, our girls already have, like, 20 friends to invite to their birthday party, yeah, and no they've kidding. never even no. met anybody. They've never met anybody <laughs> yet. They've already got this – all these other babies are being born this year. So it's definitely the year of the baby at, at, Coyote fitness. So, um, that's been, uh, that's been really fun to see, uh, anything to recommend before we wrap it up? I'm just going to get my rankings on the
1: new, no free ads. All right. Go fuel, goat flavors, fuel fla- flavors. Okay. Coming to Coyote fitness soon. We've got uh, dragon pomegranate, snow cone, black cherry, ginger ale, and uh, pineapple cream soda, which definitely wins the award for the weirdest flavor that they could have possibly put together. Um, in order, dragon pomegranate one. I know that's your least favorite, but uh, that's the most unique. It's got dragon in the name. Then second, the pineapple cream soda. It's a little bubble gum cotton candy. It's got a weird. It's got a lot of weird things going on, but uh, that's good. Snow cone is is melted snow cone, like you said, uh, to take your words. And so that's third. And then the black cherry ginger ale. It literally just tastes like ginger ale with someone put a little black cherry flavor. So the the least unique but the coolest can black cherry ginger ale last place for me so last place yeah so that's the four
0: man well there you have it um i am going to recommend have i recommend the rex from season two yet caleb on no here no you haven't i'll recommend rex season two uh i've been enjoying it it's been good i i haven't liked it as much as season one it's gone i was thinking about it i was like they've gotten a little 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 too much on the side quest and, and not so much on the main quest. They've been doing a lot of other, other things. And you watch a show for a whole season. You really get to start to care, care about, you know, the players and the coaches and the owners and that type of stuff. And so you really want to see a lot of that. And uh, they've done a lot more on the town and the history of the town and the women's team and all that stuff is definitely cool. Um, but you're just not as emotionally invested in it as, as on the other, on the first season. And so, I don't know. Maybe it's maybe they did a lot more of it on the first season, but they just released all the episodes all at once, so I just kind of blew through it so quickly. Now that they're doing two episodes a week, it's uh, it's definitely been um, a little bit slower process. But I definitely have enjoyed it. So, uh, wreck some season two on Hulu. It's on FX show. Definitely recommend that, especially if you watch the first season. I would recommend checking out season two. And that's it for this week. So we will uh, catch you next time.